0: This is Two Girls, One Mike. The show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn.
1: Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the podcast where the hosts rarely recognize each other with their clothes on. I'm your co-host, Alice Vaughn, and with me is my beautiful, seductive, and alluring co-host, Yvette Dontremont. Yvette, how you doing, baby?
2: I think you're just saying that because I'm wearing bright pink lipstick today, and the color is called Fuck You, I'm Pink, which is appropriate for this podcast, I think.
1: I thought it was Fuck Me Pink.
2: Well, I would, but you keep turning me down. Just keep asking. Keep asking. Will they, won't they? Will they, won't they? I think one day the apocalypse comes, shit is burning to the ground. That is when Alice will finally be like, Yvette, I've loved you for so long. And finally, finally this will come to fruition. But for now, we have men in our lives and Alice will not be hopping in my bed for the time being.
1: Who knows? One day I might be single and my clit will be ready to tingle and I'll just Mm -hmm. turn to you, my porn cast co-host, and say. Oh,
2: given that I'm in on all your little secrets because we talk about these things while we're discussing the porn. Oh God. Oh God, this is getting off the rails
1: already. (laughs) This is completely off the
2: rails, but I'm okay with it because, well, it's us. Guys, welcome to how our friendship works. This is how this thing started. We just talk about... this we're bad people okay but we're a bad couple who's doing a
1: threesome today
2: we have an MFF we have an MFF or an FMF which you know we're talking to a professional pornographer so let's ask is it an MFF or an FFM Yes. (laughs) We have with us on the show today, director, producer,
1: I assume writer as well, Leroy Myers of Woodrocket. Leroy, how are you doing today?
0: I'm good and all those. (laughs) I'm a W or P or D.
2: He is a hyphenate as, as we call it in the biz.
0: Yeah. There's lots of letters going on to start your podcast today.
1: I was thinking as soon as he said WPD, I'm like, weapon of
2: penile destruction is
1: this like a george bush type
0: writer producer director oh. i just thought of this. <gasps> whoops this is right why, why i do porn
2: that has to be worked into a porn somehow somebody who's like i'm a hyphenate oh yeah
0: there's weapons of ass destruction is a porn series from around that time oh dear Yeah.
2: That doesn't surprise me at all.
0: Nothing surprises me anymore.
2: No. I mean, you did do, what was the SpongeBob parody?
0: SpongeBob SquareNuts. Oh, my
2: God. I'm horrified and titillated, and we're going to end up reviewing it. So we reviewed one. This is how we ended up meeting you. All our
0: reviews were horrified. They started with the word horrified, so you're you're in good company.
2: We are generally always horrified before we review one of these porns. And then we always are laughing our asses off. So this is the beauty of these. It's destroying our childhood and making it so much better. Sometimes it's destroying other parts of us as well. <laughs> but yeah, this is how we uh, we kind of found you, was we reviewed one of your movies, The Big Lebowski Triple uh, X, and yeah. that got retweeted over to you.
0: Yeah, and uh, Matt Lieb was on it, who I love. I think he's fantastic and is into some
2: weird shit. (laughs) (laughs) We've noticed. This is why we love him. He's in good company.
1: That's the thing. If you're so comfortable discussing the time that you masturbated with a big mouth Billy Bass, what other shit have you done?
2: Yeah. I mean, like there are things I'll discuss in public and those things already sound horrifying enough. I'm like, this man has secrets.
1: Although I personally still think that if you hypothetically ever did an Aquaman porno spoof, look, one of two things should happen. Either he's fucking a fish, which I mean, that would be the masturbatory scene that would just be talked about for like a decade or merwoman, which is like, let's be honest, like everybody's done the, you know, woman on top, you know, tail on the bottom. But no one's asked what happens if she's a woman on the bottom and a fish
2: on top. I think there has to be like a spell with the sea witch where she just reverses The part that's a mer person instead of giving her all human parts, like there's just a reversal. And that's how we finally get mer sex. You guys have really thought about this a lot. You know what? We're just, we're dream makers. What can we say?
0: There are at least two or three people and that's their dream. (laughs) It's always a giant audience for everything.
2: Rule 34.
1: (laughs) I I have to ask, how does one get into, because I assume this is your dream job. How did you get into this?
0: I like my job. (laughs) Dream job, sure. Sure.
2: We assume it wasn't your dream job like they asked you in the 4th grade. What do you want to do when you grow? I'm going to write <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants.
0: In high school I really liked B movies. I just loved low budget movies, trauma, and I always thought that that would be where I went. So I guess it's not too far. I went to film school, I worked in mainstream movies, oh, wow. I worked with stand-up comics. I grew up in Canada, so all that stuff there. I worked in TV for years. I was a TV executive before I went into porn.
2: Somehow this all doesn't surprise me, given the production values on your movies. Like, one of the things I said about... Oh, you haven't
0: seen my new movies.
2: Uh, (laughs) But I mean, The Big Lebowski, one of the things I said was, I can't believe I'm commenting on the cinematography values of a porn. Like, that was one of the takeaways was that I'm like, this has somebody who's really worked in Hollywood been on this? So, I mean, clearly.
0: You know, at the time, people were selling DVDs, so our budgets could be pretty good. Mm -hmm. But since then, technology has gotten better and easier to work with to kind of give it a film look. And yeah, I think part of the production, the team was so good for Lebowski. We uh, concentrated and we had the money so we had the time to try and copy shots. Um, We thought that would be fun. So we were like, okay, what if we do this shot but it's really about his wiener? So... Yeah, we did that. And uh, people dug it. We had a great time making it. So I'm, I'm always happy when people talk about that movie.
1: Quick question. When you started, how did it start? Were you on your own and then you just kind of fell into it? Did you have some buddies who were
2: in the industry? I'm curious. Where was the tumble? Giant <laughs> <Try> fall. <laughs> <laughs> the fall too awesome. Not <laughs> fall from grace. So I worked in
0: TV. I ended up in the adult area of TV. So I worked for, I don't want to say it, but a pretty big adult TV company. And then I worked for a giant cable company and I ran their adult pay-per-view and video on demand. Oh. And I met a lot of adult people that way by doing acquisitions and scheduling and all that stuff. And I became friends with uh, Scott, who owns a company called New Sensations, who did that movie. And It all kind of went from there. Like he found out that I had done comedy stuff in Canada and did production side of stuff. And one thing led to another. When I left TV, he basically said, hey, I have an idea. Why don't we do a mainstream porn? So at least the comedy in it, the jokes in it have uh, more of a mainstream feel. They're not just a shot of a dick and uh, a wordplay about it, Um, although I tend to go there anyways. But, you know, what if we do something with modern comedy and make it about a a company in Porn Valley, and that turned into, well, parodies are just starting off again. They're starting to be big, and DVDs were dying, so he wanted to try something else. And um, the Bradys had come out, and Nail and Palin had just come out, and they were both doing, like, crazy well, so... I said, why don't we do The Office parody? And that had just, I think it was in like year one or year two on TV and uh, the American version. So we uh, did a parody of that. And I think it might be the first porn with awkward pauses that were on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) And that was a huge hit. Everything went from there. When that came out, I got asked to do another one. and another. I was just asked to write them in the beginning. I didn't have any intention of directing. I didn't really want to direct. Their director was too busy with gonzo porn.
2: Gonzo porn?
0: Uh, gonzo? No, first. no,
2: no, no. Not the Muppet. I didn't think it was the Muppet. I just wanted it explained to Gonzo porn.
0: That 90s, 2000s porn, which most companies do, where they're mostly addressing the camera. But it's like, you know, here's a strip tease or brief intro. Yeah. It was pre-reality porn, reality porn. So it's a little intro and then... Fucking and looking at the camera a lot of times.
2: Oh, milkman, my husband isn't home and I need some cream. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. Yeah,
0: or like a little strip tease. Yeah. Pound,
2: pound, pound, cum shot. Gotcha. My hand is stuck in the sink. Okay, sorry.
0: Yeah, that's that's basically it. it. They didn't find anybody. So, is
2: this how sex with you and Michael starts? My hand stuck in the sink, honey. <laughs> Surprise! Not the first, Just, not the last time either. So, that's how I ended up on OK Cupid. Was a clogged sink.
0: I don't even understand.
2: Clogged pipes joke, I assume. There's a good story behind this. Uh, So my sink was hopelessly clogged beyond repair. I'd put at least $40 worth of liquid plumber and lie down there. I even bought an auger to try to like get whatever little fucker was in there out. Eventually, I'm sitting on the floor of my kitchen with the pipes taken, because at this point I'm invested. I've put time, money, I've bought tools. i bought tools to try to get this thing out. So I'm sitting underneath my sink with the pipes taken apart, pouring what looks like a calcified dead creature or a piece of wood into a bucket, smelling things I never want to smell. And i had been single for a little bit of time at this point and I hadn't been looking because I just moved to California. And I'm like... I need to find a man within a half an hour distance that I can call and say, I'll blow you if you'll come snake my drain. And that was how I ended up on OKCupid within the next week.
0: Isn't that more of a relationship site? (laughs) (laughs) OKCupid did
2: not end up finding me my husband. My own website did, accidentally.
0: That was a different appliance, though.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Me railing against bad science on the internet is what did it.
0: That's good, at least. Bad science deserves to
1: come down a peg.
2: Deserves a kick in the nads. So- back to pornography after talking about snake draining.
1: So you start off as a writer in porn, which is fascinating because, you know, from what I'm aware of, most porn actors, they get the script from what I'm aware of the night before. So how much love were you putting into these scripts? Because I can assume that maybe it was frustrating writing pieces where it's like they, you knew they might screw it up. Or were you hoping that, okay, this might be the thing that, I don't know, like, launches. and I mean, clearly you did very well because you've had 50-plus fucking movies, which is amazing.
0: I mean, we were doing something different. We were doing features. I think most people get their porn scripts for, like, a reality thing or, like, a a gonzo thing and, like, a little early or, like, right before. Features, you know, they're taken a little more seriously by everybody involved, um, more work for less pay. But people want to do it, so they... That's it. They're putting in more hours. They want to make sure it comes out well. At the time, I think they were doing it for like AVN awards and probably because there was less work because DVDs were dying. So I wrote it to write it. But also you're going, okay, how do I do this if it's going to be shot in like a day or three days or under a week? You know, that is all in mind when you're writing.
2: Every so often we'll be watching a porn and we'll see something that we're like, hey, did they make reference to something that got cut on the editing room floor? So we're curious because you said that you write this with it in mind that you're going to have a very limited time to shoot. Are there things that still end up getting cut in editing that you're sitting there going, man, we tried to keep it tight enough. But afterwards, like we look, there are plot holes once in a while. We're just wondering if stuff gets left in the cutting room floor that you're like,
0: there are holes every, every type of holes. I can only speak for me because I think everybody probably does their own thing because I think most people in porn, they got into it and they weren't like, oh, they went to film school and they worked on a bunch of... Everybody's different. You know, everybody has a different experience. It's... Not a uniform. I don't talk to any other directors or producers. Like, it's rare that I do. For me, especially now, you know, maybe in the new sensations years where we were still selling a ton of DVDs and things like that, it was easier to write longer, cut stuff out after. Now it is as slim as it can be. I mean, we shoot to do. And, you know, the only thing I would cut out now. I still want it to be funny and I keep it super tight. My edits are like, I want it to be joke, not a lot of space before the punchline and then maybe a reaction. And it's, I go like there's very few frames in between each. If a joke doesn't hit, like really doesn't hit. Now I know there's some forgiveness because it's porn.
2: Well, not for us, so.
0: (laughs) Well, I appreciate you.
2: We're the Statler and Waldorf of this industry. We love you, but we're jerks.
0: Well, for most people, (laughs) the people that are watching it to jack off. How about that? We'll we'll separate it specifically for that.
2: Look, it's successful for that, but we're going to pick apart the plot holes. I'm just saying. Yeah,
0: no, I mean, I don't think that most porn looks at that. (laughs) I do it.
1: I'm just saying I can't finish if there's no continuity.
0: Well, that's (laughs) that's you are, <laughs> probably don't watch a lot of porn. Then.
2: Um, it's Most men we get on this podcast at some point say, this is the first time I've watched a porn for longer than three minutes or without my dick <laughs> in my hand. I'm like, oh God.
0: My wife was editing uh, our latest parody. It was shot. She was editing it. Um, she co-directed it with Fuko who works nice. for us. And see, I walked in and she said, Oh, I can't use this. Like in my head, I'm like, oh, there must be like not well lit or something. And it was dialogue and um, somebody had their hand up and then their hand down in the next shot. She's like, I can't, I don't even
2: <laughs> They know. just, it didn't work. Cause it, yeah.
0: That's what frustrated her. And I'm like, good on you. You know, like that's what we strive for, but it doesn't usually happen.
2: I always think back to the red cup, clear cup and American pie. Is this ringing a bell for you guys? Vaguely.
0: I remember a pie
2: there is a scene in which Stifler ends up drinking a beer that has cum in it. I remember that. And in the first shot of the scene, it goes back and forth between a clear and a red cup. And this is one of those things that like got called out really hard. But whenever I think of a continuity error, this is the first thing that pops to my head. I'm like, how did you not catch that? I think they were going for the same thing we go for a lot of times is dick jokes.
0: Heavy on the dick jokes, light on the... Hey, let's
2: make a perfect movie. Yeah, exactly. It's like, this is why I say we're doing something very silly here. People don't come to the porn for the plot, but we do.
1: So, Leroy, you mentioned a a handful of times things were easier in a DVD age. I mean, I know this is going to be a shitty conversation talking about money and porn.
0: I'm open about all of it.
1: But... That's what I'm really curious. Uh, the industry has obviously changed with the internet and, you know, clip sites and whatnot. How has that really affected your bottom line, um, you know, as someone who's creating this content? I mean, we definitely encourage all of our listeners to pay for their porn. I really would love to know, like, how have you had to change to evolve with this?
0: It's complex. Not that I don't want to talk about it. Like I, in fact, it's, I'm super open about it. When you sold a DVD or you sold memberships or at the time, I guess even five, six years ago, you sold VOD or you sold broadcast. There were a lot of revenue streams. Each one of them was more profitable than it was to put out the movie. There's nothing even close to that. So there's membership sites unless you're owned by somebody who drives so much traffic that it's there like a MindGeek or a gamma which are some of the companies it's you can't keep up yeah so there's just nothing and then you put something out and mostly there's only so much money to be made We have deals, like a few deals, but we barely break even for every movie we do. And here's the thing. That's an improvement from when we launched Wood Rocket where we just gave stuff away, which is we've been doing for years, figuring the investment will pay off somehow. There's nothing that's landed now that's for adult, for porn. People are The problem was, yeah, for everything else it's landed, but as time has passed, it hasn't fallen into place for porn. It's because porn is not treated with any respect whatsoever and sex workers are treated with even less respect Mm. you'll never go back to charging people for porn like as a main thing so we don't get rich and we've lost a lot of money on porn that's basically the answer is uh we have a million revenue streams where we used to have seven and each of the million revenue streams brings in a couple cents
2: Huh. Jesus.
0: No, I don't mean to depress you. (laughs) Sorry.
2: You're making me sad about porn, Leroy. Jesus. It sucks. No,
0: it's I think there's an entire generation in the last 10 years that has been raised on free porn. And because of the lack of respect for sex workers and sex work of any type. There's no government body that's going to be like, oh, piracy against porn is bad. Yeah. So it's died. The fight's died. You're now dealing with a generation that some people still pay for porn, but those people die off. And some parts they'll pay for, but it has to be a completely new experience, which I think, you know, where like Pornhub coming up with a premium thing or the clip store thing is there, as long as it's not mass pirated, it could be okay, but it's still... As a producer, there's no real way. that I think a lot of people expect stuff self-shot now. So we evolve every day. Something new comes up. We make parodies because we like making parodies. I don't think there's anything else. We don't make a lot of money on parodies.
2: You enjoy the shit out of making them, and we enjoy the shit out of watching them.
0: Yeah. We don't lose money on them anymore, but we enjoy doing them, and a lot of people watch them, and we're maybe the internet fame money is uh, more valuable. Probably not. No, don't be, again, I'm not looking for sympathy.
1: How do we help your industry, aside from encouraging people to pay for porn? Because we both know, I feel like that's an uphill battle at this point, almost.
2: We try to tell people to, I don't know if support sex workers is the right phrase, but to not have a negative attitude about this, to support legislation that isn't anti-sex worker, SESTA-FOSTA, and to pay for their porn. I don't know what else we can do.
0: It's respecting sex workers is probably first and foremost, and for me, I think that fight even within the industry needs to be fought
2: really oh yeah that's something that hasn't been brought up to us yet tell us more i'm curious it might be because we've mainly spoken with porn stars who don't want to complain
0: yeah i don't think anybody wants to rock the boat when uh you know
1: your job's on the line yeah
0: yeah there's no floaties to swim out with if your boat sinks it's a real tough one i think that i'll I'll give you an example Uh, we have a series called ask a porn star and We interview porn stars about uh, different questions, and we cut them, and there's like 10 to 20 porn stars per episode, and it's more YouTube-friendly than our other stuff. So no nudity, and they're answering honestly about a question. So last week was What's the Weirdest? custom video you made
1: oh I need to watch that oh my god
0: yeah by the way because I I had heard the one before and you talked about Vore he brought it up to you and a Vore performer producers in it her name's Cody Vore actually and she describes it perfectly so that's the point of the episode is everybody describes a different weirder fetishes that you know and they're open and honest about it I'll go in and I'll look at the, we switch off who does the YouTube comments because it'll break you down.
2: Oh my God. Cleaning
0: up the YouTube comments daily.
2: Oh God. Just don't look at them.
0: We get so many and you have to. So I spend about, about 30 minutes a day.
2: You have two options, clean them up or don't look at them at all. Like it's almost easier.
0: Yeah. And we did it for a while, but uh, you know, the performers are they're saying something honestly and they're sharing it for yeah. they're not getting paid a fortune to do this, you know? Yeah. So for them to have to go and look at it, yeah, it's worth it for us to clean it.
2: That makes sense. That makes-
0: I wouldn't wish it on them. You know, it's it's my problem, not theirs.
2: That makes total sense. That's responsible of you.
0: But what we're getting is probably a percentage of what they're getting on Twitter. You know, I've seen some of that stuff and The respect for them, I don't know if it's getting better or worse, but it's the worst part's getting louder. Yeah. And as long as that part keeps getting louder and the respect keeps kind of declining like sex workers aren't humans, it becomes this thing where why would you pay for porn if you don't have to think about the people it supports? That goes for disrespect of escorts, of strippers, of anybody that does anything in the sex industry. That goes down to podcasts about sex and porn. So-
1: Hey, we've had it used against us of uh, just us speaking about sex and porn. mm. People are like, why should I take you seriously? Why should I listen to anything you have to say? And it's like,
2: literally has nothing to do with the conversation I might be having. Some very uh, old cranky Republican mouthpiece on Twitter tried using that against me. And I'm like, you know, the difference between you and me is like, we both watch porn. I just admit it. He had nothing, nothing he could say back to that. And it's like, look, the vast majority of us are sexual beings. The vast majority of us watch porn claiming that we we don't for some sort of moral high ground is very strange and shaming the people that help us have a more enjoyable sex life, help us explore sexuality. It's lying about a part of ourselves that we're ashamed of.
0: Yeah. People are embarrassed about sex yeah. they're embarrassed about their genitals they're embarrassed about their bodies and it all stems from that but that leads to the disrespect of sex workers and sex work leads to it's not worth me putting money into uh, stems to if i'm gonna pay for something it's not gonna be that it's a real complex thing this is maybe why there's that there's you know free content versus paid and how can you be angry with somebody uploading free porn content when you watch YouTube and you watch, you know, free mainstream content. It's one of those things where it's such a complex situation and I believe it'll evolve into something, but I believe that porn is becoming pop culture and maybe that's the only thing that'll save porn.
1: I think because the conversation regarding porn is becoming more, and more mainstream. I think you're right about that. I mean, here's uh, the one good thing about Donald Trump,
2: in my opinion.
0: Oh, okay. I'm going to check off now. I'll see you guys later. The-
2: <laughs> There's been one other good thing. There was a law passed on reform of the criminal justice system, but that was after, of all things, Kim Kardashian fucking pushed him to that. So other than that. What
1: I want to say is that he brought Stormy Daniels into the light. And the fact is, we've never had to deal before with a president having an affair with a sex worker. And frankly, there's a lot more people having discussions about, I feel like, sex work because of... Really who she is and you know, who she had sex with. It's kind of unfortunate the situation, but at the same time, I feel like it kind of
0: I've brought the whole mood down and I apologize. That's maybe
2: We're
1: gonna raise it again. Don't worry.
2: Well, no, no, no. We'll get back up. But the uh I, I think one of the more interesting things that was pointed out, and this was in a discussion between I think Stormy and Jenna Jameson on Twitter, is that both the right and the left were speaking fairly ill of sex workers because oh, yeah. they were like oh, because you know, the right was just how can we believe her she's a sex worker and the left was like ha donald trump fucked a sex worker right
0: The shame in that is like, yeah.
2: It's like, guys, there are so many things wrong with how everyone kind of presented that. And it's like, it wasn't that he slept with somebody who does pornography. It's the way that he approached the sex with her and the fact that he tried to cover it up. Having sex with somebody who works in in this industry, that's not the problem. It's that Donald Trump is a fucking scumbag. I
0: disagree.
2: Sorry, that was a weird note to end on.
0: (laughs) I think almost every conversation ends on that right now.
2: I accidentally go there. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Speaking of Donald Trump, we're both hoping and we're asking not to have a porn parody of that. I don't know. Like, I'm sure they exist. I did a
0: Donald Trump porn parody while he was running and it was still a joke. <laughs> oh, <my> God.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Yeah.
0: And it did very well. And it, a lot of people watched it.
2: There were so many things that were funny before he had the nuclear codes.
0: Yeah. Before it became a human rights
2: thing, yeah. Before baby cages,
0: yeah. So I, I can't imagine thinking that there's anything that funny about it anymore. No, I, all I feel is uh, stress every day. So I'm, I'm, I can't believe there aren't more actually, because I've seen people release porn parodies of like Bill Cosby after that shit, and
2: what? Wait, of Bill Cosby being the top or the bottom
0: of? Bill Cosby being rapey, rapey.
2: Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Oh, you're you're
1: not you're kidding.
2: Y'all, yo, you're not kidding. No, you're not no. kidding. No, you're not. Ki- the rule thirty four. Of course, he's telling the truth. Oh my God!
0: So I think that things went two ways because, and I'm going to think.
2: I want to know the type of people who watched that. Like I, I want to know so that I can keep them away from me.
0: I think they they canceled it after they announced it, Whew. but not. For them, b- because of their distributor, who was, I think, Adam and Eve. I could be wrong, but probably put their foot down.
1: I'm just saying that, you know, right now, it's kind of ripe time that, you know, if Bill Cosby dropped the soap in prison, saying. Yeah,
0: yeah, but that's not what it was.
1: No. Oh, like I, I bet that the trailer
0: is oh. still online somewhere. Oh, um, God.
2: Oh, God. That, but just... these
0: are, like, Ooh. old school guys, old school porn guys. And by old school, I only mean, like, even... Early 2000s at this point.
2: They're like, what do you mean we can't make a joke about the fact that this sex is rape? It's fine.
0: right?" Oh. Again, part of my, like, maybe issue with the porn industry is, like, people like this, which is this short-term, no-consequences uh, selfishness, uh, which I see a lot is uh, something like that. It's very specific. Not not very specific to just that situation, but, like, ever since celebrity sex tapes we're coming out, and yeah. basically, you have this pop culture phrase: somebody's name, Kim Kardashian, and then you've got you send out a press release with porn and Kim Kardashian. It gets press, you sell copies, that sort of thing. Now, I make porn parodies, so it goes the same way without the selling stuff. But at a time while people were still selling stuff, were still holding on to selling stuff, they're like, "Oh, Bill Cosby's in the news." I'm just gonna do something about that. Not thinking and I don't think sexiness of the topic has anything to do with it, but I do think like having no moral scruples to go, oh, this is actually something that hurt people and I'm just not gonna Yeah go there. Yeah.
2: He raped like an area code worth of women and got Three years in prison. Yeah. Uh, it's just pull back whatever you were thinking on that. Yeah. Put a pillow over that voice and stifle it until it stops whimpering.
1: Just one flew over to Coco's nested. Uh, so, <laughs> so Leroy. Yeah. So you have done a fair amount of porn parodies, 50 plus. Tons were- of- People have already heard of like Strokemon and you know Bob's Boners, Buffy the Vampire
2: Slayer, and the Human sexipede, which we're going to get to eventually. I'm excited about that one. I'm excited horrified. I'm horror I, I
0: enjoyed it actually. That I would put up there as now I haven't seen it since we made it, but um, <laughs> I put it up there as one of one of my better ones, probably.
1: Okay, I need to know what's your favorite porn parody that you've done so far. What's maybe the craziest thing that has happened on set? I don't know. Give us some stories. Yeah. And
2: do you have one that's your least favorite that you went, eh, I could have done better with this?
1: Yeah. Um, let's,
2: let's just tell us. Let's hear some stories.
0: Let's start with favorite because I'm, I, I, again. Yeah, favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think so many disappointments.
2: Um,
0: okay. So Don't
2: worry. I'm I'm half Jewish. I am one walking disappointment.
0: <laughs> so... I feel guilt about my porn. <laughs>
2: That's
1: how I feel when I masturbate as well. Don't worry, keep
0: going. One of my favorites, for sure, was definitely *Lebowski*. There's no question. Oh, so now bad. I watch it now, and I cringe.
2: Really? It's funny because I want to watch it again just to watch it. Never mind for the for the sexing.
0: I remember seeing it at the time and going, "This is the best thing I could ever make." And I watch it now, and I go, "Oh man, I am." my expectations were probably pretty low
2: if it makes you feel better i work as a writer or have for the last four years and i'll go back and look same thing i'll look at stuff from from years ago and go i thought this was publishable oh and like i we all do this
0: my wife loves the lebowski thing and she told me the other day we talked about it before you guys watched it we were talking about it because she said i went back and watched it this was like two weeks ago and I said, oh, don't don't watch that. And, and she <laughs> said, no, it's great. I stop being so self-deprecating. And she said it as if I was making a joke. It's hard for me to go back and watch stuff and wave that flag of like, yeah, pornography can be good. And then watch my stuff and go, oh, I, what was I doing? <laughs> I think that like just because of the time we put into it. Now there's, again, I think for porn, it's good. I think for other stuff, it's probably not so good.
2: I think it holds up. I think the production values and the scripting and the acting even are better than not just Fuller House, the stupid fucking abomination on Netflix, but the original Full House. I would attest the acting and all of it are better than both of those. I
0: thought you were talking about our porn parody of Full House.
2: I am. Well, ooh, Fuller Holes. Yeah. Yeah, we had contention with that. I have a long
0: story for that. Yeah, we had issues. I'm not. Going to make excuses for things, but you're
2: not allowed to make excuses. They called the Stephanie character the Michelle's name, the clip. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. You
2: botched that. Let <laughs> me
0: explain is sometimes <laughs> here, here's the thing some movies I had to do because we did them for a different company and we don't own any rights to that. The Archie parody, and that, I'm not saying they're bad, I'm just saying
2: it's okay. We're saying they're bad,
0: they wanted something different than what we do wood rocket i make wood rocket stuff i made the stuff that i make and when you're kind of a gun for hire doing other stuff they want other stuff they don't want what you're good at necessarily
1: yeah of course
0: so they want something that's like a cross between a brasser scene and a parody
2: makes sense They want touch of parody as opposed to a full script.
0: And I feel like, in my opinion, things get lost in that. So I'm writing for somebody else's company, something they want. Whereas if I did it, it would be weirder. It would probably be less scenes. And it would be, again, I'm not making excuses
1: for it. Yeah, no, we understand. You're explaining what happened.
0: Yeah, it's a difference. It's like you doing your podcast and you being hired by a TV station to do a-
2: A version of it that was sanitized yes. for them.
0: Yeah, it's they want something different than what you're going to say off the top of your head.
2: So what was left on the cutting room floor?
0: A uh, full holes?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Why not? You said you have stories. I have
0: no idea. Oh. I barely remember the shoot.
2: Oh, God. I remember
0: almost firing somebody. Oh, man. That
2: You are not taking that dick deep enough. Get off the set, Stephanie.
0: No, 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 no. I don't yell- On sets. I'm already stressed out enough and I don't think I should stress everybody else out. We like that. I can count on maybe one hand the people I've yelled at in 10 years. I don't do it. And that shoot, I had to yell and threaten to fire somebody, which I don't. (laughs) It was a completely different shoot for me.
2: It's the only movie we've seen so far that we had major contention with.
0: I haven't seen it since, and I'm kind of glad it's behind a paywall.
2: Yeah. Yeah, just don't bother.
0: There are things I'm proud of with it. I like like the opening theme song. I was very happy with.
2: Yeah. That was fantastic.
1: Where were the Biatch Boys? I never saw them in the actual thing other than the trailer. Oh, they're in it? No, they were cut out.
0: Did you watch it for free or did you watch it on premium?
1: We paid. We paid.
0: Unless they cut out. They're at the end of it.
1: After sex?
2: They cut out the Biatch Boys. Maybe the version we found was just no I have no idea, but we didn't see the Biatch Boys.
0: I edited that and I know they're in it.
2: Okay, well... In
0: fact, recording that was... Actually, probably my favorite part of the whole thing.
1: Tim and I need to find it now.
0: It's in it. I could send you a copy of it. I'm sure I have it somewhere. Aww. I'll send you a screener.
2: Because of what we do, we have like, we subscribe to a handful of porn sites. So, like, we pay for.
0: I'm porn up premium. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did we cut it into parts?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was another issue. There was no
1: part one, part two, part three. It was the named of the scenes. They weren't labeled very well. Oh, I
0: have nothing to do with that.
2: We figured. We had to kind of slew them together. Like they were
1: Yeah,
0: maybe you just weren't finding that last part.
2: It's possible. Or maybe
0: they didn't upload it.
2: We
1: went to their specific parody section. I think they didn't upload it because the scene you're describing with Scott just didn't wasn't there. They only had five scenes. We want our biatch Boys.
2: Knowing they exist, we want them.
0: Well, okay, let me tell you what happens. I'll describe Gordon
1: for you.
2: Please.
0: Now, it's been a long time since I've made it, but if I remember, their car breaks down and they need a lift to a concert, just like an episode of Full House. And it's their favorite band. Oh, she won tickets to it at the beginning, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: We tied it all together with uh, they came to their house. And then there is a sex scene after that. With the Becky character and the John Stamos character. Did you see that?
2: We didn't get that. Yeah, we definitely missed the. Uh, they did not give us that. That was not available.
1: Pornhub, we are paying for our porn. We deserve to know the ending.
2: We've talked enough about the one movie of yours, that we, the, <laughs> one, the one, the one out of all of them. Like somehow we got on a tangent. We're sorry.
0: I'm sure you haven't seen all of them. So
2: yet. <laughs> Don't worry. We're going to do this podcast for a long time. We will get through all of them.
0: Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing. Don't let me know what you do <laughs> and I won't have to apologize for them.
2: Never make apologies for your films. It's all up to interpretation. <laughs>
0: I have to. There are some I have to, for sure.
2: You know
1: what? How about this? Let's talk about your favorite, okay, porns and or scenes you've shot or some of the crazy shit that happens behind the scenes.
0: So as far as the parodies go, because I've done other stuff, but parodies, I've probably done about 100.
2: Holy shit. Wow. So we'll get through them in the next three years between <laughs> those and other movies we're doing?
0: Okay. Well, actually, I think um, Human Sexipede was one of the better ones. The Godfather parody I did is one of my favorites. And I know it sounds crazy and
1: that's why maybe I like it.
2: I've never actually seen The Godfather. So maybe I should. I haven't seen it either. I'm going to get hate mail for, just for admitting that. I'll watch The Godfather and then I'll watch the porn.
0: I was watching it last night again for fun. So.
1: The porn or the original?
0: I was watching the I haven't seen the, the porn since probably then. Oh, okay. But. Yeah, so I think the Godfather is one that a lot of people tell me they like. So Godfather's up there. My baby is Spongebob Square Nuts only because it's the thing that launched Wood Rocket. <laughs> yeah. um, Strokemon was a little crazy.
2: I have played every Pokemon game. Like It's sad, so I'm very excited to see that one and or horrified.
0: I don't think you'll like it for the same reasons I think most people like it. In fact, I think you may dislike it. It's fucked up. And I think people like, and me, I like making the Rule 34 stuff. And I know everything's Rule 34. Oh, yeah. But I like the stuff that stretches the boundaries of that.
1: I can only imagine all the Pokemon-related puns involved, such as, would you like to see my Safari Zone? I'd love to peek at your chew.
0: I do so many of these, I don't remember most stuff. <laughs> That's fine. But I didn't know a lot about Pokemon before I, I made it. I remember watching it as my youngest brother is like quite a few years younger than me. And I remember watching it with him when I'd hang out at the family home. I knew it from that and I knew it from basically the stuff everybody knows that. And then I research the fuck out of something. Like I'll watch episodes and play games and read Wikipedias. And
2: I never watched it. I've just played all of the iterations of the games that have come out. I've played all the games and I've
1: watched it because that was my childhood. Uh, Next to Magic the Gathering. I'm
0: older than you guys. I think that might have something to do with it.
2: You're not that much older than me. We have three different decades here. You're in your 40s. I'm in my 30s. Alice is in her 20s. I'm a child. It's still
0: a decade's worth, I think.
2: But Alice is late 20s, you're early 40s. So we're only separated total here by about 12, 13 years. Yeah.
0: And I think that's enough for Pokemon to get in there and me to miss the boat on it. That's probably uh, my only regret in life. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Um (laughs) I'm just
1: so amused by, frankly, the costumes in Strokemon and uh, Knob Square Nuts. Holy shit. Did you design those?
0: You mean like the special effects makeup stuff? Oh, my God. We actually have a professional special effects guy that he's worked on so many mainstream movies and he's a friend, so he does me the favor. I just
2: want to say, like, Transformers, Spongebob, Square Nuts on his resume.
0: I think everybody involved. It's a weird spot to be in when you make these. You're both proud. You put in 120% on the job to make it the thing it's supposed to be. We're not unrealistic. It's not like I go, we're making this thing and it's going to look like this. And to be honest, Spongebob started off this phase of things. I did a Simpsons one. We painted everybody yellow and it was huge. I had just left um, New Sensations, like doing stuff for them exclusive, and I was trying different things. So I did Human Sexipede and I did a Simpsons parody. And Simpsons, we put out, and the tr- Safer Work trailer got 4 million views in the first day.
1: Holy shit. Oh my God.
0: It was like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. This is the right way. And so that held. Off for a bit, and then I did Knob um, for it, where we're like, "Oh, live-action cartoon, but really, we've got this costume." Now he offered to do an animatronic costume,
2: <laughs> animatronic costume,
0: like where the face is on top of the fa- and it moves, and it ma- and so it's somebody wearing it, but it's almost like an animatronic puppet. Like this is
2: some cafe flesh shit. I'm just saying, we've seen people fucked with a mask. This has happened. Yeah.
0: So he wanted to make it more realistic, like a live action, cartoony looking SpongeBob. But we had this, I remember the conversation still. And I told him I wanted it to look like a low budget public access kids show, but porn. So I wanted to like, (laughs) (laughs) I grew up watching this show in Canada called Hilarious House of Frightenstein. And you should look it up if you've never seen it. It is a kid's show shot in like the Detroit of Canada. And it was a tax shelter for-
2: Wait, what do you consider the Detroit of Canada? My family's all from Nova Scotia. What's the Detroit of Canada?
0: Oh, it's from Hamilton, which is out between-
2: Hamilton, Ontario? I've been there before. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah, it's,
0: (laughs) it's an industrial town, but they shot this show. And they had no budget, but they paid Vincent Price to host it. And he came in for a day and made some money, which he owed to the IRS there. And the rest is like a bunch of characters in like cheap makeup on cheap, but fun sets. And I can still go back and watch it, but I grew up watching that. And that's kind of inspired almost everything I do. That and Mad Magazine and that's the stuff, but low budget movies, low budget TV, that's the stuff that we really went for. And Spongebob, really latched onto that. And that's why it's kind of like my baby and my favorite because I got to freak people out because (laughs) I didn't know that bringing that over to porn would do necessarily that, but I made something that I wanted to make, which was like something that looked like a low budget kids show, but for adults, but had the same aesthetic I probably shouldn't even be using the word aesthetic for it. Weird, spongy shit.
2: No, I think aesthetic is the appropriate word. <laughs> I would, I would argue that you are using that word correctly, and you can, you can apply it to even pornography.
0: Well, maybe. Uh, but it's either way. I'm. That's one where when somebody asks me what kind of defines what I do, I think now in this stage of my career, uh, or whatever you call it, that's the stuff I enjoy the most. I can do serious if I want to. I don't. And the serious stuff I've done, the only reason I say it, I can do it is because it's done well. I don't enjoy it.
2: I mean, what? Maybe your next porn can be Citizen Kane. Ah. See, you can go serious with that. We can find another meaning of Rosebud.
1: You know what? We are waiting for the Black Mirror of porn.
0: I haven't watched an episode of Black Mirror, so I probably. What? You know, I think I'm uh, just one of those people that I think I put all my energy into my work and that's fair. which isn't just making porn. I mean, I run like three companies, essentially all related to porn. But so when i am done, I have no energy to be happy. <gasps> Depression takes over. So I watch funny stuff. I don't watch anything that depresses me.
2: I have a theory that comedians all have a low-lying depression because we're all trying to tease out something not horrible from a horrible world. That's exactly it. Because, I mean, I write a little bit of comedy. Whenever I hear somebody say that they're shocked that a comedian is depressed or has committed suicide, I'm like, you've never met a comedian, have you? We all kind of have this, you see the universe for how bad it is and you try to tap out a laugh from it.
0: I think that's definitely it. I also think maybe adding on when you do comedy stuff and comedy related stuff or anything related to entertaining or getting an audience, the amount of energy is your energy plus what you want to project onto everybody else. So you're you're exerting twice as much energy and it's like- You're exhausted after.
2: Oh, absolutely. It's like I do talks whenever I get off stage after being on there for an hour. I'm like, I need to go to my room and hide. This has been too much. As much as it's been wonderful, I can't do this. Yeah. I need to get away from humans.
0: It's one of those things. But luckily- I get to make insane shit.
2: Oh, yeah. And I love
1: the insane shit you've made. And I'm excited about... Okay, so what else are you working on that you're excited to talk about, actually?
0: Well, I don't normally say in advance, but I'm happy to hear. So right now, we just shot A Legend of Zelda parody.
2: (gasps) I'm playing Breath of the Wild! I'm so excited.
0: (laughs) And so that's coming out after AVN. So I don't know when this comes out, but that's uh, right
1: after AVN.
0: Perfect. So I co-wrote it, but I didn't direct it, but it's much better than I could have done. So I'm actually pretty excited about it. And Vuko and Honey, my wife directed it and they both did a great job. And After that, I'm in pre-production right now for a live-action Lego movie porno. And that's going to be in line with some of my most fucked up stuff.
2: I have so many questions about how one does a Lego porn. Like, do the feet stick to the ground? Like, how does...
0: Here's the thing. I have so many questions till I get on set. You can prepare. (laughs) Part of the thing I get a joy out of on this still, I mean, when you do it 10 years and it feels like a lot of the same thing sometimes. I like writing. I like the concept of it. And I like that feeling when you get to set and you're like, I don't know how this is going to turn out. That's why I wouldn't necessarily say I'm like director, director, where they visualize everything. I write it down. I have everything prepared We shoot it. I know what I like when I see it, but I can't visualize it before, necessarily. I go there, and I like to be surprised. So I get the same thing out of it, that people watching. That freaked out, that horrified, that this is fucked up, this is surreal. I get that every time I go to a set, every time.
2: so wonderful. So
0: I get the same thing out of it that everybody else does. I'm pretty stoked to see what we got. Like, I've planned the special effects with the special effects. I know what the faces are going to look like. But even then, until you see them in person, you don't know 100%.
1: I'm just trying to think of how it's going to work because Lego people are kind of block shaped. So mm. regardless, I'm excited. You know, even if it's a whole bunch of like cardboard ma- boxes mashing against each other, I'll touch myself to it. I'll take it. I'm
2: in for it. We're reviewing this. This is happening. Ah.
1: <sighs> I'm happy
0: with it. It's like a parody of the Lego movies. I say because I have to reference the second one, but because it's the first one, I'll compare it to like how I'd like to do some of these things, which is you're parroting the thing and not necessarily the movie. Sometimes like if I had done an avatar porn, I would have had like the avatar characters delivering pizzas and being plumbers and classic porno shit.
2: (laughs) Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Writing the jokes about that. That's how, I would like to do some stuff once in a while. And I think Lego is made for it. Like, it's co-written by three of us. Two of us have seen the movie, one hasn't. I wanted that third person to come in after and go, okay, make this for people that have never seen the movie. Make it about Lego. Make it a parody of Lego that's like tons of jokes And about
2: that. I have one question. Is there a joke anywhere in there about someone stubbing their toe on a Lego? Yes. Yes! Oh, there has to be. Yes! Good.
0: There's two jokes about it. (gasps) One, and I I can give some stuff away. I'm not too worried about this, but usually I don't release anything. In the last year, I've decided, okay, we'll we'll kind of let people know some of the stuff we're working on. But some of the more shocking things, I think, you know, we don't usually, but in this case, I've taken the lead and I'll do it. This way you kind of know what we're thinking. So one is a joke that the Lego people stub their, they walk on sex toys and they're hurting their feet. Two is they ejaculate Legos, like white Legos. Yes. And then we cut to a shot where they're walking off screen at the end after sex, and it's like, ow, 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 ow. So, yes.
1: <laughs> Thank you. As long as Legos are not being used as sex toys, I'm no, all no. for
2: this. I'm in it. I can't picture any way for that to be sculpted into something that won't, um, great. Yeah. <laughs> It is not ergonomically sound.
1: Maybe a thick enough condom over a Lego mate. No? Okay.
2: Never mind. Square nuts is the only thing that can be square in a sexual connotation. I don't think you could... It's square peg round hole.
0: I don't mean to give away some stuff I've worked on, projects I've worked on or I'm working on, but... Essentially, the only way to do something like that would be for it to not be like real Legos, for it to be like molded and smooth.
2: Fair. Something that looks Lego-esque.
0: Yeah, and doesn't feel like Legos. (laughs) I
2: feel like you may have painted Lego lines onto a dick at some point. Arts and crafts. Or not you. (laughs) I've Uh, never done it. A second AD. (laughs) A PA who's working their way up through Hollywood. (laughs) Some intern. I moved out here to follow my dreams.
0: I exploit everybody, so they have to. That's their first test, is painting Lego onto a,
2: a dildo. You will paint a Lego dick. How realistic can you get the shadowing, June? <laughs> Can't get it. We need those three knobs and the tiny little Lego letters. Yeah. Get that sent out by Monday.
0: I'm a real asshole.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so Lego. I'm not going to announce the other stuff, but they're there. And they're things that I've always wanted to do, so... Maybe this is the year, so we'll see.
2: I'm excited for all this. I, I want to know, is there any movie too serious for you to not do a parody about?
0: Okay, I'd say I used to do a lot of interviews. I stopped doing interviews for a while. I would get asked the same questions a lot of time. Not, I'm not like because now I get an actual answer because we're in a conversation. They're not conversations. Oh. I, my go-to would always be Sophie's Choice. That was always like, oh yeah, that's funny. It's not that funny, honestly. And if we go back to the earlier part of the conversation, anything that was really like hurting people, you know, something that
1: so. We're not anticipating a
2: 9 11 porn parody. That was exactly what I was going to say. The one with Nicolas Cage in it. Like, we don't need to see Twin Towers. No. I was like, what are we going to do to stay warm down here? Like, I don't think that's going to make anyone okay. No. No. I don't
0: think there's an issue. Like, I think if you're doing comedy, you can kind of comment on things and not have it hurt people. There's a spot for that. Exactly. I just think, like, there's no need for it in porn. I get, like, arguments pro and against oh pc culture has become to this and it's not why
2: be a dick if you cannot be a dick yeah
0: i think there's having empathy for people and going okay if it bothers somebody what? no skin off my back you know um, yeah
1: I totally understand I mean there's certain things where it's like you know what this is depressing shit but over time maybe we could joke and you know yeah.
2: everybody has their own way of having a coping mechanism but there's some things where it's like I can't picture making a 9-11 porn parody uh, even a porn parody one of the really bad movies to be a helpful thing to no I don't know who's gonna jerk off to, if you're gonna jerk off to 911 porn parodies please email us at info at twogirls1mike.com I always want to Know if someone's like, yeah, this is my fucking jam. Like, I feel like that violates Rule Thirty Four. That's one thing that I think nobody, nobody. I'm sorry. Here's the
0: thing: somebody probably already did one. I think. <laughs> I think there's enough oh out there that somebody already did something, or is planning something, or somebody may still oh. do it.
2: I feel like the punchline would be, "I'll never forget that orgasm." God,
0: I think there's something to like genocide porn like as far as <laughs> maybe there's an audience for it
2: oh my god what? yeah white supremacists probably i just don't think there's a need for it
0: no I, other than no. one person getting their rocks off to it like what other need wow. it's also parody i don't have anything to say about it
1: it's like yeah a million people were m- murdered in a rwandan genocide but hey you know i'm sure it was sex involved <laughs>
2: What I think no. this may be the one thing that is uh, a hard limit for even the porn industry on Rule Thirty Four. I doubt it. Oh, uh,
0: oh God. <laughs> there's still some scumbags out
2: there. Like, there's here's the thing: there is amputee porn. That's a fetish. So maybe like, but
0: those are people that have no arms and yeah. legs and want to have sex. I don't think there's an issue unless you have pay somebody who isn't an amputee to do it and make fun of them there's a difference yeah exactly in parody I think a lot of porn parody got lost for a while because it wasn't actual parody yeah mm. you still have to comment on the thing in a joking way it's also the way to win in a court case if you get sued and you will get sued or at least legal letters one if you do parodies yeah. you're dealing with lawyers um constantly oh yeah And there's some people that want to do it to rock the boat. I just think there's some people so greedy and selfish that there's no empathy in them. So they'll do it. And then I think there's people that do it because they don't think about. They're not selfish, but they're like, I'm just making a porn. What difference does it make to anybody else? Usually those people get uh, picked up in a story by like
1: Jezebel or something. I'm kind of both tempted and horrified of possibly get it after this conversation going on Pornhub and then just typing in horrific events in history.
0: Holocaust. Porno.
2: Boston Marathon bombing. Let's see what comes up. I was at the finish line that day. Oh! I don't want to know if there's porn of that. There was a little bit of PTSD from that one. I Like, whenever there's a terrorist attack or something, and it's like the only thing on the news, I'm like, no, not watching. Totally fair. Can't do it. It's just tragedy porn. Yeah, no. That's it.
0: I think, and it's the answer to like all of the people railing against PC culture. And again, I think, okay, outrage is outrage. The consequences of the outrage are a different story and how people deal with the outrage. I think we're in this like shit storm of like nobody can figure anything out. It's all gray area right now. It happened in the nineties though also this to me now feels exactly like a shitty movie, but p c u came out at the tail end of that, and like it was like everybody was watching everything that they said. And it felt like today, but now everybody has to comment on it online.
1: Ah, uh, the internet.
0: Yeah, there's a balance though in doing something to outrage people and doing stuff that you want to comment on to mm-hmm. feeling empathy for the people you may be triggering with it. Everything's gonna trigger somebody, but there are certain things where you're guaranteed to trigger people for a oh, yeah. good reason. And maybe we just don't do that shit or empathize with them. I think there's something there. And here's the thing. Me putting a dick into something or a vagina and doing a wordplay on it doesn't make it any less wrong if it's going to hurt people, you know?
2: Yeah. There are ways to do parody and there are ways to do jokes around porn. That make people still able to enjoy the porn without being hurt by the uh, the commentary.
0: One hundred percent true. Now, at the same time, how many people watch porn with the volume on?
2: I appreciate the moaning. Um, excuse me, but I purchased an entire stereo system because <laughs> I need the volume to a certain level.
0: Okay, so one.
2: <laughs> we need to make sure that the sound mixing is okay.
0: Okay, two. <laughs> You, you guys are the worst case scenario for pornographers.
2: Have you heard Mercedes Carrera when she's moaning? That's worth good audio.
0: <laughs> I think most people watch porn with the sound down and the door locked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: there are exceptions. And again, you guys are the worst case scenario.
1: We really are. For
0: pornographers.
1: Uh, yeah. If all of my uh, apartment neighbors
2: don't know that I'm getting laid. We have a problem. Oh, God. It's, this is the one time I'll tell a tale out of school about my husband and I because this is like the first month or so that we were dating. Yeah, I like to call the first few months you're dating the UTI period because you just completely disregard the health of your kidneys and you're bouncing all the time. Yeah, It's my favorite time. There was an actual note left on my door saying, can you please keep it down? Everyone in the apartment can hear you screaming. And I took a picture of that and posted it to Facebook because I'm like, holy shit.
1: I would be so proud of
0: that. They didn't know who they were tending a message to. But
2: I've been living there for two years and like there was the occasional mail caller, but this was, you know, this is the guy that ended up eventually being, being my husband. So I'm like, you know what? Pissing off my neighbors was worth it.
0: Are you still living in the same complex?
2: That was in LA. I moved to a different complex at some point there, and now I live in San Francisco. And now
0: you're past the UTI stage, so it's uh Yeah,
2: we're in the married stage. So
0: quiet, let's pick a night.
2: We're in the Derek wakes up and sees me watching porn for work on my computer with the <laughs> headphones on so I don't wake up. The other day he woke up seeing me watch Cafe Flesh and there's just, you know, woman on a stage, legs splayed, and he's like, morning, honey, kiss. Looks at the screen for a second. You're doing work, huh? L- glad you like your work. <laughs> he enjoys the humor of the fact that I'm doing this podcast. Right.
0: That's the healthy way to watch porn is for people to understand and be comfortable with each other's porn viewing habits anyways.
2: It's
1: funny because I've met so many couples that don't watch porn together. And it actually, in you know, in my relationship took us a very, very long time before we just sat down and decided, hey, let's watch. And you know what? It was funny. It was when I started this podcast, we watched deep throat together because It was the first one we, uh, we did. It was the first one and there were some ridiculous moments and it allowed me to make jokes and you know us to start expressing what we were comfortable with yeah. but now it's I, I feel like you know definitely watching porn together is just it helps express what you're interested in not only that but what was really interesting is there was a comment recently made to me it actually not necessarily porn but it was had to deal with sex toys where a guy was using a or a wand on himself, and a girl basically walked on, in. On what part of himself? Balls, I assume, or penis, I don't know. I going to guess taint and or prostate. Okay. So she walked in on him, touching himself and using uh, the massager, and and she actually thought that was going to replace her.
0: Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about a movie.
1: No, no, no. But a lot now of I, I feel it. like a fair amount of women sometimes, you know, the ones who say, "Oh, well, I don't feel comfortable with my spouse or boyfriend or whomever watching porn, they feel like, oh, it's somehow going to replace me." No, it won't.
2: Dude, if he's at home, I'm just saying I I have to go on business trips on a regular basis. Uh, if my husband's at home watching porn, it means he's not at the bar. Right. Like That's fine with me. Watch the porn. I think
0: people are so embarrassed to talk about sex or embarrassed of their own sex thing, whether it be genitals, whether it be body, whether that it's easier to cheat than communicate. And I think that, and that's where society has some issues, you know, to deal with. I think, and I've heard it before. It's, you know, people watch in private, not cause either they're embarrassed of masturbation or they're embarrassed of their genitals and going, Hey, I don't want to watch somebody with a bigger dick do this or somebody with she's clean shaven or even down to the labia, you know, like everything tits. It doesn't matter. Everybody, you know, seems to have something, not everybody, but.
2: Most people have something that they're like, ah, there's a part of me that's gross. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They've got such hangups. And unless you kind of get over those hangups with your partner, there's no way to comfortably watch porn with somebody else and not be embarrassed by your thoughts. You know, and I think, man, people need to be more open with each other, especially with so many people watching porn. Your wife is doing the same thing you're doing. Your husband's doing the same thing you're doing. And it's okay. And as a pornographer, I've gone through it also. I understand, you know, it's not easy, but you got to make that leap.
1: I can't even imagine anything shocks you at this point. No, I, I think it's. For
0: me, it might be even a different case because you see porn yeah. so much and you know people in it mm-hmm. and friends, you know, and people that yeah. have annoyed the fuck out of you. Like you, <laughs> you see all that, but I'm a human, you know, there's still like embarrassment and there's still hangups like I, I have to talk myself through them. And I have to talk to my wife about them. Everything's one step at a time, you know, but I think we'll be a healthier society with this many people watching porn. The only way for us to be a healthier society is for like people to communicate about sex and get over those hangups. And I think part of it's an American thing, like a North American thing. Oh yeah. Part of it is just people, everything they've ever seen and watched is like, oh, I need to be better. It's a shame because the fact is porn should be fun. You know, unless it's the Cosby born,
2: oh, <laughs> theres the hard limit. There's no
1: jello or pudding jokes that should be no.
0: I'm sure there are, yeah,
1: yeah i I can't do a Cosby impression, so I can and I'm not
2: going to on this,
0: yeah, I think we should avoid it.
2: We're gonna leave that on the cutting room floor. <laughs> I do some impressions on the show occasionally, and I'm not gonna do that one, yeah, no,
0: I think it's the wise choice. <laughs>
2: Yes, audience deserves better. They've already heard my Elmo voice. That's enough.
0: I did an Elmo porn thing. Ah, see, why? I told you. <laughs> see, this is why it's good that you were guesstimating fifty because now I can surprise you with that. I did Katie Pervy. I saw that, and it was while she right after she went on Sesame Street. Oh my! So God. So we did like
1: a, Elmer loves you. Love. Yeah,
0: we did Sorry. An, We did an Elmer thing, and we we did.
1: Elmer your long time.
0: Yeah, we did a puppet and then it was a guy in furry pants overalls made of the same material. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've done a lot of, oh. a lot.
2: <laughs> oh, God.
1: Well, Leroy, we really look forward to watching more of your parody porns and being both
2: shocked, horrified, and tingled.
0: Please do be.
2: Should we watch Human Sexapede or, uh, or Spongebob next? Which do you suggest?
0: Oh, I mean, if you're going for quality, I'd probably go with Human Sexapede. Um, yes. Let's see Human Sexapede next. You should watch Godfather anyways. The movie Godfather.
2: I think I'm going to do that for uh, this afternoon just because why not? Let's throw it in. You
0: should watch that. And then I think the parody is one of my best, probably. I would also recommend, actually, which is less parody, more fan fiction, but still like amazing. My favorite porn I produced, I didn't direct, my friend who went by the name Sam Haney, no longer directs, made a few parodies. And his first one was The Sex Files. And it won the first year that they did parody AVN category. We tied with the Cosby parody, the first par- <gasps> Cosby parody. Uh,
2: and this was before. Before. This okay. was before.
0: This- but same people.
2: Oh, and- I found it. Oh, God. Wait, the Cosby parody? Oh, wait. Co- yes. Oh.
1: Anthony Rosano, Ashlyn Brooke. All right, I'm down. I'm watching this. I'm a huge fan of the X-Files. I can't oh, wait for the okay. files
0: Sam is a gotcha. huge fan of it. Again, he doesn't make porn anymore. He stopped a few years ago. But I think the thing I'm most proud of, I didn't make. I just produced. So it is good. I think so. Anyways,
1: I want to know who they got to play Fox Mulder because I always had a hard on for David Duchovny when I was younger. It
0: was Rosano. Um, you won't have it. In no, this. but Kimberly Kane as uh, Scully is Ooh. amazing. Um, she won Best Actress for that. We won Best Parody for it. You can't go wrong with that. I think it's still up Even like the action sequences, you're like, oh, man, this is. This is great. You don't get that a lot. I think you're going to enjoy it.
1: Awesome. Well, Leroy, thanks for joining us on our little Porncast. Thank you for having me. Where can people find you?
0: Woodrocket.com and on Twitter at Wood underscore Rocket or at Leroy Myers, L-E-E-R-O-Y-M-Y-E-R-S. On Instagram, I just started that. I think it's at Leroy Myers also. That's pretty much where. But Woodrocket and our Pornhub Woodrocket channel and our Woodrocket YouTube channel channel we do shit there
1: awesome well we'll definitely have to check all of those out uh and we have some patrons to thank because of course you know as we keep promoting you know paying for your porn we have to pay for ours so uh we want to thank craig elliott bob dole andrew gore andrew voltpitch bob Cole, bob mudford carol chris smart jeff
2: peterson james overton john wingle joshua rice and many more Thank you guys for keeping the lights on. This is symbiotic. Thank you for helping us help you help us help you.
1: We're helping each other get off. Let's, you know, whether you're doing it to our voices via ASMR or us just, you know, in our dark closets alone in corners. And
2: if you currently have your dick out to my voice, I'm totally okay with it. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So you can find me online at at the AtTheSciBabe on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.com slash SciBabe and, of course, SciBabe.com. Alice, where can people find you? People can find me at
1: Rational Blonde on Twitter uh, and, of course, on Patreon, of course, where we interact with people, ask them questions, and, uh, yeah, find bonus content there because we do have a bunch of mini episodes up. So uh, thanks for joining us again, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye.